Welcome to the Fleet Geeks podcast. We're here to help develop fleet and transport professionals. Do you want to progress and develop your skills and knowledge? We promise to bring lively conversation and debate around interesting issues and keep you bang up to date with changes in our awesome industry. The Fleet Geeks are a community of professionals and if you enjoy the podcast, why not join the discussion for free in the Fleet Geek community over on Facebook. Six of Fleet Geeks joined here this afternoon with Pete and Jamie, and uh, we're going to talk today, I think, gentlemen, about uh, drivers' house infringement. So, oh, that's a great start, isn't it? What we do when drivers, when drivers wander off that straight and narrow path called compliance to drivers' hours rules, how do we deal with them? And that's the that's the burning question today. Whip their asses, I say. Rule, Rule breakers, a lot of them. Don't don't think we're allowed to waterboard or anything anymore. So are we not allowed to literally torture them with dripping taps and stuff? So it happens, doesn't it? I mean, let's face it. Um, you know, he, he, he in a, in a, what they say about greenhouses never throw stones. I don't think you know I've ever come across an operator who'll ever say. Hand on heart, they don't get infringements. It's not something their drivers do, is it? They follow the rules all the time. And does it does it necessarily mean that if a driver has an infringement, uh, as as detected by the uh, you know the, whatever system you're using uh, to download your software, does that mean that uh, you know that, that is is at the end of the world? What do you guys think? Well, I'll be I'll be honest. I um, as some of you may know, I I looked after a restricted operator and and sort of learnt my way with transport manager uh, stuff prior to prior to taking the exam and uh, sort of learnt the hard way. But I actually thought that the only requirement was to download the data. Once upon a time, ten fifteen years ago, um, you know, I, I thought I, I wasn't told any different. Uh, you know, just download the data and uh, uh, that was it. You know, you had to just download it. So the actual fact of analysing it is ridiculous isn't it really that people there's people out there that don't yeah. know they have to do it but uh, it's certainly part of stat doc 3 isn't it it is yeah it's it's uh, it's incumbent on the transport manager to uh, manage audit review compliance systems so uh, if you're not doing I mean let's go roll it back one slightly and to look at drivers hours and the rules on drivers hours and what what it means for operators um, operators, as a part of the, you know, obtaining an operator's license in the first place, must for, must promise that they will, um, you know, basically follow drivers' hours rules uh, uh, and, and you know, rec- rec- keep records. Um, and that's a, you know, that's a part of those uh, promises that you make as an operator's license. In addition to that, if you've got a, a standard operator's license, then the transport manager has to sign to that effect as well. Uh, so you know it's it's definitely an incumbent on the transport manager to, to have the you know, to be across this. So uh, Jamie, for, for, for the for the listeners, what what so in terms of for somebody who's not familiar with you know downloading, what what's the process? How does the process work? There's, there's different processes. Um, so there's the the truck, the vehicle unit that obviously needs downloading, and there's obviously the uh, the driver cards. So there'll be some operators that will make sure drivers download the card at the end of the shift. Some do it weekly. Obviously, legally, they have to do it every 28 days. Uh, and the vehicle, obviously, obviously, has to be downloaded every 90 days. Although I'd always recommend an operator does it more, so Absolutely. you can count your missing mileage and uh, make sure you keep on top of that. But yeah, and then there's there's obviously the uh, the managing the infringements as well. My pet hate is if a driver comes in with a printout and he's not wrote anything on it. He yeah. knows he's done the infringement, he's kept it, he's done all that bit and not wrote anything on the paperwork. 
he might as well not have done the print. He might as well not have done it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, and then and then there's obviously different ways of managing that. Uh, some people have infringement processes. Obviously, every infringement should be debrief- debriefed. That's yeah, that's interesting. Then, so I mean, dr- operators don't necessarily. You know, the law is the legislation doesn't say that operators should have tachograph analysis software. But I don't think I've ever come across anybody who doesn't use tachograph analysis software you know I, I guess there's a lot of data comes from a tachograph so you're not going to sit there and trawl through a, uh, a, a, you know, a CSV file or an Excel spreadsheet but so most people will use uh, sort of software yeah Pete is that is yeah absolutely yeah so uh, just a few of them I've come across uh, Taco Master uh, the RHA system which is I think underwritten by TrueTac yeah. um, all, all perfectly good all perfectly good systems I've seen uh, Descartes, although there's a few people that argue with me saying it's Descartes, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's Descartes because it's French. Um, but uh, yeah, they're, they're, there's lots of different software out there available for people to use. It's all it's all sort of relatively much of a muchness. Although you know some of it's ha- some of it has its limitations. You know, certainly from my experience, I've come across the Scania software, for example, which has been designed for European law. Um, there's no there's no actual way of recording against the missing mileage on it for, as an example so right, uh, yeah. unknown driver yeah. report you have to print it off you have to handwrite on it there's no way of making any edits, edits to the actual yeah. software to say yeah. whereas in taco master or uh, rha you're able to go in and make a comment against any missing mileage maybe that it was on a road test at the maintenance or uh, or, or, or whatever reason it may be shunting in the yard um there's uh, there's no way of actually actually doing that on the Scania software. So yeah, it is interesting, and make sure you do pick uh, pick your software carefully. I suppose. That'd yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a uh, it's a decision that's going to be with you for a number of years, isn't it? It's not just yeah. something you know you, you buy a piece of software. And it's not the sort of software that you you would change regularly, is it? It's it's quite a it's quite a big ask for a, for an operator to take on software, and quite often they need a little bit of help when it comes to that. I think. You, yeah, absolutely. I, and I I actually have a preference. I have a preference depending on the size of the operator. Interesting, there's as you so kindly asked me that question. I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> people are going, what have they, what has they asked him? Uh, but I think for a bigger operator, my personal opinion, and and you know I'm I'm not into advertising any other companies. In my personal opinion, I think Taco Master for a bigger operator, and when I mean that, I mean 25, 30 drivers plus, where their core work is driving. Uh, I think Taco Master is the best system. It, it's got very good additional usage to be able to track uh, CPC training, so you're able to log that against the drivers. Um, I think it it automatically assumes uh, breaks and and rest periods as well. Uh, certainly over the weekends, uh, so I think it's a nice way of of managing drivers hours from that point of view. But my actual preference then is for the RHA system. Yeah, I like that's that's my preference. <laughs> yeah, and the, and, uh, and I think systems. certainly for smaller operators, and Jamie and I have found this certainly with some of uh, some of our customers that we work with on a regular basis they uh, where drivers driving isn't necessarily the core part of their business RHA lends itself much better to being able to uh, sort of do refer to working days which aren't uh, which aren't maintained on the tachograph for example I suppose I'll let you take that from no definitely yeah just for adding of the duties and stuff like that And, and just for the clarity I do like the RHA system for the clarity and if you're using the check side of it as well. It's good to match up if a vehicle's been yeah. used and a check. So, and I think that the systems can help you manage other parts of your business as well. They, you know, there's a lot of information Absolutely, stored. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can see the drivers that are perhaps winging, winging it out a little bit. You can see your hard-working drivers. And uh, as an operator, I would always, always 
not just look at it for the uh, yeah. the debriefs, I, I but think also for managing the business. That's a really, really good point, that is, Jamie, because a lot of operators will see, will see oh, I have to do this because it's the law. You know, I, I, the, I'm forced to buy this software. But the, what they don't see is the benefits. It's, as you that's say, it. it's a great business tool uh, if used correctly, you know, if used in the right way. So, Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor a Half Dozen Things podcast. At Flagship Partners, we take road safety really seriously and we're your road safety partnership. We help transport companies with compliance and training across their businesses, including first aid, driver CPC and other transport management services. So if your fours are accredited or you want to improve your operator compliance risk score, give Flagship Partners a call today. So, so, so the processes then uh, that we that we encourage drivers, of course, to download their cars as frequently because what we're trying to do is we're trying to we're trying to pick any issues up and nip them in the yeah. bud. I mean, well, the, the let's start with let's start days. with that. Though, sorry to overcut you, but what about that twenty-eight days for a driver and ninety days for a vehicle unit? I can't remember what happened last week. Let alone yeah. twenty-eight days. If a driver's not aware he's done an infringement, it's difficult to go back. 20, and ninety days, days for missing mileage, like yeah, you're never going to get. Well, I'll, that, yeah. I'll refer you back to the old days because the old days did happen, uh, and back in the analog tachographs, of course, it was like a kind of forty-two day, six-week rolling pro. So you, you know, if a driver committed something, uh, you know, an offence on day one, it would be you know. 42, at least 42 days before you even saw that chart, let alone had it analysed. So uh, 28 is a big improvement from, from from 42 days, six weeks. So, But you're right, absolutely right, 28 I think, days. I think most companies are, are quite sensible with the fact that they, they want that data, don't they? And they, yeah. they want it in early in that. You don't see many companies say on day 27, they're not ringing around drivers saying, come and download your card. Uh, I suppose it gives you the scope when someone's on holiday, you're not getting all your, all your reports come through that there's overdue cards. Yeah, but yeah. true. I think yeah. I think I think it just on a point, and I guess for listeners, this might be a bit of an awkward listen because we're going to be dotting around different stuff based on our experiences. But I just wanted to make it clear that the need, if you if you use agency drivers, for example, the need to make sure that you understand their data. You know, we've come across a recent situation, Jamie, haven't we? Where yeah. we've had an agency driver commit a severe infringement prior to driving for an operator, and yeah. it's affected their OCRS score. Yeah, definitely, because last year they they couldn't check. Um, what the OCRS score was, and I was unaware that the uh, the driver had a, uh, a fixed penalty notice, and uh, the, the the points were put on the operator's license because uh, when the driver was pulled over, he had that on his 28 days worth of date. Within 28 days, I was speaking to him, interesting. I had a conversation with a guy who used to run an agency. He doesn't anymore. He used to run an agency, and he said if if a, an agency guy comes in and puts their card, and they've got a, an offence like that, they said you know we don't take them for 28 days. They're told to go away and come again in 28 days when they've got a clear card. If you see what I mean, so. Yeah, it's, it is a it is a problem, uh, isn't it? And that the, and, and and the thing is, is op- operators listening will think that you know the, the the challenge we've got is we've got this shortage of drivers, and the issue we've got is the traffic commissioner knows that we've got a shortage of drivers, so we're expected as transport managers to then manage the drivers effectively, but we haven't got an infinite pool of talent to fish in. No. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's a moral, it's moral a dilemma, isn't it? Real yeah. tricky, really, really tricky. We, you know, we rely on agency uh, agency drivers to come in and, and support our business where, where needed, um, you know, to flex and, and to be able to carry out the work. But then it's just such a risk all the time, isn't it? That's the challenge, managing that risk. Yeah. So I guess I guess that's really what the crux of uh, crux of this is. How, how do we manage that risk? It's almost a risk assessment type process, isn't it? Yeah. Of the, the the likelihood and the and, and the consequence, so um, or the severity of, of of the issue. But 
I think, uh, I guess we'll just kick it off. And I know we've sort of waffled away for, what is it, 11 minutes already. But certainly at the outset, as a transport manager, I think you need to set your policy. What is your transport yeah. infringement policy? Um, and, and setting your stall out early as part of an induction with a driver as to what are your minimum expectations and then how will you escalate? Um, because that is part of, I, I don't know if it's part of StatDoc 3. We were having a bit of a look at StatDoc 3. But I know from previous uh, visits from traffic examiners to the DVSA and them asking an operator that I've sat in on, do you have an escalation process for uh, driver infringements? The expectation is, is there is an escalation process. So therefore, the policy needs to outline at what point uh, an infringement is escalated potentially to a, to a disciplinary matter. Uh, I think I think the transport manager uh, yeah. needs to consider that, but I, I'm assuming we've probably got no hard and fast rules of when that is. Do you think it's down to the operation, or I yeah. think it's down to the operation? I think, it's and I think it should always start with training as well. I think yeah. that should be the first part of any escalation. Mm-hmm. Driver training, I think it's be- carrot and stick, isn't it? it know, it's got it's- to be, yeah. And I think the training, even even if you're escalating, I think the training needs to continue uh, with the driver as well, just to make sure that they're they're fully aware. Um, it's, it'd be difficult, I think. Sitting in with HR trying to get rid of a driver when they when you've not given them any chance, not given them any to opportunity put, put to their wrongs to, right. Yeah, exactly but, exactly. but 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 ultimately, you can pass your you can pass your test with very little knowledge right. of drivers exactly. out at the outset either. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's uh, it's frightening to think that that's the case. You know, it's it's it, you can you can as you say pass your test. You know, any exp- you you could argue that you know driver CPC initial driver CPC should should take care of some of that, and of course then drivers have the opportunity. But but it is of course in in again in legislate well in legislation and both in legislation and both in the statutory documents that that we're expected to uh, train and instruct drivers. Uh, you know, drivers should be aware of drivers' hours yeah. rules, uh, and if they're not, you know, with the best will in the world, um, for operators' point of view, they're going to chuck you under the bus. You know, they're going to get stopped. Uh, there's going to be a problem with drivers' hours rules, and then the first thing they're going to say is, well, "I wasn't taught. I wasn't shown. Nobody told me." You know, so you know, we, there is that. We do have to train. You're right. It, you know, training is it's not just a tick box. You know, to get the driver's card updated for the driver's CPC, it's it's a it's a requirement outside of driver's CPC to get your drivers to understand it, including agency drivers. Definitely, and I think the drivers want to understand it because they they could be fined as well. They could, well, they could lose their license. Worst case Absolutely, scenario. Yeah. So yeah, a driver doesn't want to go to work and get a three hundred pound. Well, more. Up, up to 1,500, up to isn't 50, it? Up to yeah. five offences in 28 days. So, yeah, up to 1,500 quid. And I don't think, I know you, I know I couldn't afford 1,500 no, quid can't. at the roadside, and I don't think there's many drivers out there could either. So, um, I, I, I just think that it, it's when we when we look at the, the statutory guidance, it's it's very far reaching. Mm. I think that's the, I think that's the challenge and understanding that we need to have a process, we need to have a policy, we need to communicate it and we need to train drivers so that they understand. And ultimately, every operation's different yeah. and therefore you can't just assume that a driver's going to come into your business and understand your way of working and also how that aligns with either working time directive or EU driver hours rules. And it's very important as part of that induction that we have a good good robust conversation absolutely about it. yeah i mean i always liken it to you know it says we've got to we've got to we've got to audit monitor review 
uh, compliance. You know that that means everything. You know that, that, that you don't just mean install some software and hope for the best, as you said earlier, Pete. You know I always liken it to the weather forecast. If it was your job to audit, monitor, and view the weather forecast, and you walked outside and you got soaking wet because you didn't take an umbrella, you know you've got to take some mitigation against uh, what you've just learned through that auditing, monitoring, and reviewing. So uh, that that's where the drivers uh, infringement sheets come in. So the process go back to the process then. So the process will be that the driver puts their card in. Yeah. We often call it dipping the card, don't we? Uh, the driver will dip the card, uh, and then what, what happens from then, Jamie? What, what's the next? Well, and that, that's where we need to go, really, because it, it's not just about infringements, is it? So when the driver puts his card in, he needs to be showing other work, and that's, you know, that doesn't, Absolutely. you can do a lead-in report. Um, how many operators do that? I don't know, but a lead-in report can be quite valuable, but then that Absolutely. doesn't always show you the full picture, because someone's had to move the truck forward or something. To get round the truck, to do proper sort of thorough check, Perhaps that's going to flag up on the the lead-in report that he's only perhaps done five minutes. Um, but yeah, I think there's there is lots of other uh, facets, not just infringements. People perhaps unloading and break if they've if they've got other. So if they've if they've got an infringement showing and it comes out on a report, what's the next step then? What would you? How do you how do you tackle them from there on in? And they've got a I don't know. Let's say uh, you know, and I think I think probably I don't know whether you two gents agree, but uh, we've got. A variety of different offences it could be. Let's let's just take it as a as a driver's hours offence. So you know you've got you've driven for five and a half hours uh, before you've taken a break. So you're an hour over your time. What, what how would you deal with that as a? So it depends. Uh, once again, it depends on the policy actually. So oh, some yeah. some some policies I've seen um, target repeat offenders. Yeah. People that are getting the same things wrong all the time. Others, uh, and which I've used in the in the past is the uh, points per duty. It's um, a good idea. What's that? What's that? Yeah. So we've uh, so every tachograph uh, infringement um, will get a point against it. So on, no, I'm on guessing the, the points system, don't mean prizes. They don't mean prizes. So the RHA <laughs> system, most most infringements are three points. Yeah. Whereas an overspeed would be one. Uh, you divide that by the number of uh, duties you've got uh, and get a score. You get a so baseline you get, score. Yeah, you get yeah, a baseline that's score. That's a good, good idea. Um, there's, there's lots of ways. Some operators have seen do it monthly. If you get a infringement in month one. Um, you perhaps get training if you get the infringement in month two. You would get training, Same infringement, and, uh, yeah. yeah, and then yeah. a uh, perhaps a letter of concern, a written warning. Yeah, a letter of concern. Have you come yeah. across those? But I think that's a good. I think that's a, an interesting thought from from a, with, with your sort of put a HR hat on. Yeah, so a, a letter of concern is actually is a, is a nice escalation over and above an infringement letter yeah. when an infringement letter has not quite done the job, and um, I, I see that as a next stage or. Uh, We'll often, certainly flagship partners, will often use a letter of concern for other uh, conduct type issues. For example, um, you know, the cabs honking. You yeah, know, yeah. You, you've got yeah, a honking yeah. cab, for example. There's no real infringement you can do for that. Uh, so what you do is you'd raise a letter of concern. It's documented. It's not necessarily a written warning. There's no... Um, there's no sort of uh, investigation process, as 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 listeners may or may not be aware, and maybe that's for a, for another episode talking about uh, how to actually properly conduct an investigation uh, or a disciplinary investigation, and then a disciplinary meeting, uh, because it's quite strict actually the the the, the employment law uh, requirements around that. But a letter of concern is a really nice way of communicating in writing to a uh, an employee. It doesn't necessarily need to be a driver that something has not 
met the standards expected of the business um, and, and you can relate the time and date that that occurred and what it was that occurred and what the expected behavior or outcome is uh, from it uh, a letter of concerns a really really nice way of doing that and then that goes on the record um, as a a, a, a formal type informal uh, warning against uh, against certain behaviour. So it's a really nice escalation. You know, like Jamie says there, if you had an infringement and you had a similar infringement month one, you have the discussion, remedial training, month two, discussion, remedial training, understanding why month one it potentially wasn't understood. It's important to remember that potentially that second infringement may have already occurred as well. The transport manager has to be quite cute to understand, has that already has the ball already been ro rolling on that yeah. second infringement potentially prior to? So I would I would remind uh, transport managers of that, depending on how regularly, and, and another reason for making sure you're regularly on top of your infringements, is that that, that may have been committed prior to. Uh, it may not have hit the analysis software for whatever reason from a download point of view, um, but the, the ball may have been rolling on that prior to the training. So um, bear that in mind. But yeah, essentially, if you've got to, you know, I, I always think, I often think that it's reasonable potentially after three months, if you've had a clear record for a couple of months then to sort of restart the yeah. process, it wouldn't be necessarily fair to go one infringement for over four and a half hours, month one, and then month you, you kind of work on this accumulative basis. Yeah. So after three warnings, you then get a, a, a proper formal verbal warning, for example. If the you know if it's done in month one and then it's done again in month four and then in month ten as an accumulation point of view if there's been a lot of driving in between potentially I think the the, the data should have been reset on that I think it's about the accumulation over a short period of time. Is I, what needs I also to think as well if you, know, you you investigate the infringement not just the case of that the driver's got the the infringement there may be a reason for it that you couldn't mm -hmm. avoid so it'd be it'd be harsh to uh, mm -hmm. harsh to give that their warnings. So yeah, I think, I think, I think that's that absolutely discussion. right, and, and I think that will meet that will meet the requirements of the traffic commissioner as well, won't it? That you know, essentially, that that the 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 purpose for having gone over uh, the the driving time for this reason on this occasion, the yeah. two reasons might be very very different for exactly. whatever reason. Oh, yeah. they, they might be very very different. So, um, and I think sometimes. And this is a challenging thing is we, we want to try and make driver infringements as objective as possible. And the way to do that is to have an effective policy. But to some extent, you've got to have a level of subjectivity because we live in a real world with grey areas yeah. and, and things like that. So it's we such need a to fluid environment as well, isn't it, out, out on the road? Yeah, on the road. It's yeah. never the same, yeah. is it? It's, uh... I always used to think with drivers that come in you know late in the afternoon or whatever with a you know and say oh when i download my card you'll see that i've got an infringement because of xyz if they've explained it in, in that manner that you know that that's they know what they've done and there's no issue um you know how would you see that would you see that as a you'd still make a a, a note on the definitely you know? a note definitely a note to say you spoke to the driver and the reasons um, yeah the systems have a debrief module on them, don't they? All, all of the ones I've used, mm -hmm. I think it's called an infringement letter. On the, do you get a debrief module on Tacomaster? Yeah, you have, you have a, you have a, a letter raised, and then you can acknowledge the letter, that's and right. then you can make a comment against the infringement yeah. based on the activity that's been carried out. Uh, you, you mentioned RHA have got like a, a driver point system. Yeah, Tacomaster has the same thing. They call it the DCRS, so the Driver Compliance Risk Score, uh, very similar to an yeah, OCRS, very, yeah. for example, um, and. Uh, yeah, that looks at, at, at infringement rate per per shift, um, and it gives scoring based on based on the infringements. And I think these tools these tools are very useful because they give you a level of uh, objectivity yeah. over and above what 
our decision making is as transport managers because essentially our decision making can be brought into question but I think uh, the most important thing is that we have to remember that there is only a finite pool of drivers out there. You can't just go sacking everyone for having infringements no, that, either. That's it. So you, there has to be an acceptable, yeah, no, it's an level, acceptable level. I don't think that's the, the, the right word, but there has to be an expectation that you're never going to be uh, you know, zero uh, in your infringements. So I'd say if you're zero in infringements, there's perhaps other stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. isn't there? They're perhaps putting on brake when they yeah. shouldn't. Yeah, so yeah, you're exactly. right. There's... Yeah. Uh, and that's why it's not just the infringements that he's looking at. You need to look at charts, regular auditing of different charts. If a driver's not had an infringement for a year... There's so, something wrong. I think possibly <laughs> get is. some infringements. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, have a look through. Is, yeah. uh, is, he, is he doing something to make sure he doesn't get them? Just keep his, uh, yeah. keep his nose clean. Keep his nose clean. And I guess if you put a financial incentive, there, you know, there's always going to be a... Uh, a way around that system isn't there so yeah. yeah yeah but what do you think about the I don't know what you guys think about the I know a lot of the systems will produce a, uh, a sort of uh, an indication of what fine you might get on the so the driver infringement yeah. report will be a sort of theoretical fine do you think that's a good thing for drivers awareness is it yeah I think I think it is I think that the, the challenge that I put back with that I think it is a positive thing I think it's important that they realize you know I've seen I've seen infringement letters up to 1500 quid before um, and be and beyond as well for when, when it's gone really wrong um, I think it's important because it makes them realize the ra potential ramifications uh, however I think my only challenge back about it is is that that there is then an appearance that working time doesn't matter if you you know one yeah. in every two drivers you mm. speak to will tell you well working time hasn't got a fine about it so it doesn't matter um, and 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 having to articulate that to to a driver to understand that working time is is just as important I think is uh, is crucial as well and I think hopefully that serves as a reminder to transport managers to make sure they do focus on working time because working time matters when things go wrong when there's accidents and there there needs to be investigations into oh, when the, when the, when the brown stuffs hit the fan um, we need to make sure that average working time's right we need to make sure that working time breaks have been taken etc because otherwise. Um, otherwise it could get pretty painful pretty yeah, quickly that's another, another myth we, we had a previous uh, podcast where we were debunking some myths and that's a really common myth isn't it that working time doesn't matter it's amazing matter. how the same myths go round yeah. and round and round yeah, nobody's ever been prosecuted for working time yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, tell that to a high court judge. Uh, tell that to a crown court judge when you you know you've been involved in a fatal RTC or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I think and, it and goes as well explaining case. beyond the fine as well the yeah. powers yeah. of the traffic commissioner. Yeah, as well. Yeah, as, uh, I think, again, I think it goes goes beyond just the fine. It's you need to explain the full package. Full package. The, the, the other myth there is that the you know the uh, driver's vocational license isn't at risk. It, it very much is. The conduct of the driver in front of a traffic commissioner is the same as an operator in front of a traffic commissioner, and they can have their license revoked uh, or suspended in just the same way yeah. as an operator can. So you're absolutely right. It goes beyond just the the points, uh, the, the, you know, cost of a fine. So yeah, absolutely. It'd yeah. be interesting in the comments, different uh, the way people differently uh, manage the. Uh, whether it's uh, policies or whether I was telling you earlier about uh, an operator, he gives their drivers a, fu a fuel bonus, yeah. yep. but they won't get the fuel bonus if they have the infringement in that six-week yeah. period. Yeah, yeah so uh, I've seen some really nice management systems, and uh, yeah, I'm always open to people's other yeah. ideas. I think what you're saying, an infringement rate, you know, an infringement rate is great. I think, um, I think it's good having, to monitor progress as well when you start yeah, monitoring absolutely. them sort of things. And I see, um, you know, I see uh, an operator that I do work with, again, we'll never mention names, but an operator I do work with, they have a bonus type. Um, I think it's a pound or pound or so per hour, uh, which is given. 
it's, it's, it's given automatically, but actually the pay rate is a pound or so lower than what the given rate is. Um, and it's assumed that that's given on the basis of weekly taco card download, uh, no more than three infringements in a month, which is, you know, that's their yeah. policy, that's their standard, that works for their business. It's no more than three infringements in a month. Uh, it also works on making sure that, you know, if they have a site audit, their PPE is correct and that they're following process, that their driver walk-around check's been done without any, you know, that with no missing driver walk-around checks, that their gate check's okay. You know, all of that, all of that sort of stuff, all those good driver behaviours that we're trying to encourage, essentially it's given, it's given, but obviously it could be taken yeah. away if any of those are missing. And then that encourages, uh, it incentivises, doesn't it? So Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, to round it off with that is, you've got to bring it back to its base, why we have driver's hours, you know, why we have driver's hours, why it's important to stay within the rules. It's not just about DVSA coming, it's not just about the traffic commissioner or fines, it's about tired drivers and, and there is nothing more dangerous than a driver that's asleep at the wheel or tired at the wheel so that's why we've got driver's hours rules at the end of the day people sometimes forget that uh, you know it may seem like we're being pedantic and splitting airs and that does it really matter and you know it's it, it does matter it does matter yeah so absolutely I, I was gonna say it, 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 there's there's road safety is the one and then and then the other one is fair competition as well and yeah it's, um, absolutely you know i think uh, I, I believe in a fair and level playing field for all operators i think um you know most operators when they look at it as well uh they you know they don't want to be getting involved with um anything anything criminal and um you know ultimately if we manage infringements properly it means that you know and and, and we abide by the rules it it allows our enforcement officers to be able to focus on those that aren't playing on a level playing field and are Absolutely. reducing road safety. That's, yeah, massively. That's uh, that's my opinion. Anyway, so um, okay, I, I think we'll we'll sort of draw it to a close. I can't believe we've done managed to do thirty minutes on driver infringement. Driver infringement, and, and, and we're scratching around and, thinking, how we're going to make this stuff. No, no, there's no, and, and I think ultimately, I think just as I conclude, there is no. There is no exact science to this. I think it works depending on your operation and the level of, you know, we go into different businesses and we're, as, a, as flagship partners, we're, we're, we're very privileged to be able to work with a range of operators in a range of industries. And the level of knowledge of the drivers we go and see varies vastly based on the amount of driving they do and the experiences yeah. they've had. Um, and I think that there is no... People will probably say I'm wrong, but I think if I don't know if you guys are happy to agree, but I think there is no catch-all for every operator. No. I think that every operator and every transport manager needs to make a decision based on their existing uh, management system, but ultimately create a policy, have a standard, draw a line in the ground, make sure you follow it, and don't just allow people off because they're your mate. Mm. Um, I think if you if you make a rule, you've got to stick to it because um, in the interest of fairness, I would say use training in bucket loads because that Absolutely. that's the key. You know, no one no one sets out to do anything unsafe. I'm a firm believer. No one sets out to do anything unsafe. There's normally a reason behind there being an infringement for one reason or another, um, and that they, they vary. Um, you know, shit happens on the road for whatever reason, and I think we need to understand that. But we need to follow a process. Use 
infringement letters, use the software, use the comments, use letters of concern, um, but ultimately don't be afraid at the same time. If a, if a driver is going to put your compliance at risk or put road safety at risk, then you do need to give them, you need to be brave enough to give them a bullet as well. Yeah. I'd also say make sure that follows, follows any other policies you've got though. If you've got yeah. disciplinary policies, make sure yeah. if you're going to go down that route, everything follows. Yeah. Um, and, and just make sure it's all well documented yeah. as well. Make sure you've got the letters, make sure you record the conversations, make sure you've got the letters of concern um, and, and, and manage driver's hours effectively. Um, you know, there's multiple reports uh, that I suggest you run if you've not, you know, if you've not listened or tuned in before and we'll, we'll share the different reports that we run, but certainly you want to be looking at driver's hours. You don't want to tell drivers that working time doesn't matter as much because it does. Uh, working time is vitally important, so you need to monitor that on a regular basis, including average working time. You need to make sure that you're assessing missing mileage because if you haven't, the natural behaviour to happen, if you start clamping down on driver's infringements where you haven't previously and you start to escalate those, the natural the natural behaviour from there is they're going to avoid infringements and how they're going to do that is by popping out their card, which is even worse than getting the infringement in the first place. Um, so, you know, you need to be looking at missing mileage, you need to look at unknown drivers, um, you know, you need to... You know, uh, it's a whole other podcast, but you need to start looking at harsh braking and overspeeding and, yeah. and, and all of those things. Gives you well. so much information of yeah, what absolutely. your drivers are like. But it's, it's, all, it's all ready for another podcast, I guess. So I think yeah. we'll end it there. I've just waffled away. Uh, any last thoughts from you two? Uh, no, just... I think I think yeah, anyway, that was great. I think that was a, a, a subject that uh, we managed to make last. Yeah, it's a big yeah, subject when you actually get into it. Isn't it? It's a big subject. So maybe there'll be another part. Drop comments in. Is there anything that we've been unclear about, or is there anything you need more clarification on? Do you think we're wrong? Uh, there's a challenge for you. Uh, but yeah, drop us a comment. Give, give us a shout. What feedback have you got for us? And maybe we'll do another one. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share with your friends and colleagues too. Join us for free on Facebook with the Fleet Geeks community for transport and fleet managers. Fleet Geeks offers ongoing professional development, networking and mentoring too. So get in touch with me, Pete Rushmer, on any social media platform to find out more.